there, Dr. B here with your Module 7 Clarifying Lecture. This will be the last one for the term because most people around Module 8 are moving on. So um, this is my last feedback to you. It'll be short and sweet and to the point for the most part. So all your work must be in by midnight on Friday. I really do not have wiggle room on this unless I've spoken to you earlier. Um, I can't accept any work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's got to be in by midnight. Um, this is a university rule. This is not a Dr. B rule um, because we do have to have grades in 48 hours after the course closes. Um, your final is open. Um, I think you probably know by now that it is based upon your fluency quizzes. So um, do make sure that you are looking at your fluency quizzes before you take that final exam. It's also, once you open it, you got to finish it so you can't get up and leave and come back. Uh, so make sure that you're ready to go before you take that final. Um, Cyber Wrap. Um, I'm still working on about, you know, half of uh, your Cyber Rats, but I can tell you this. Um, I really, 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 really want you to go back and look at your milestone one, your shaping experiment, and then look at your final paper. The growth that you all have had in talking about behavior, talking about reinforcement, getting more precise with your language, looking at um, your um, peer-reviewed articles, it's kind of amazing. And I really think that y'all need to take a look and kind of bask a little bit in how you've grown because I know this course is hard, but dang, y'all stepped up. Um, so really, really take a look and see how far you've grown. Um, I think you're going to be surprised. I am out of town. I'm leaving Friday night, getting back late Saturday night. Um, I'm probably going to have to do some clinical work on Sunday, but I will be picking up again on Monday with grading. Um, so um, if you don't hear from me this weekend, it's not because I forgot about you. Um, it's because I am out of town for a bit and um, we'll pick up again on Monday with grading. Um, something I did see, and um, I didn't take off points because it's somewhat to be expected, is that there was a lot of overlap among papers. Um, I'm trusting that you all did your own paper and that you didn't uh, work with others. But just so you know, this was not a group assignment and that um, it does show up on safe assign. So please be careful about that. All right, let's talk inner teaching. So you will get an extra credit of five points if you can tell me in the Google Doc or the Google Form why you cannot use applied and clinical examples in this course. I'm not giving you the answer this time. Um, so I want you to come up with your own answer. I will say you don't get five points if you say because Dr. B is being strict, okay? There really is a reason and I'm hoping that you understand it. So I'd like to see you come back and I'll give you five points extra credit for that. Um, Katania and Shimoff, most of you um, got this, was that the pigeon made a conditional con discrimination um, between the classroom and the pigeon lab. Um, these aren't normal pigeons. If you've ever seen like a lab pigeon, they're pretty huge. Um, and so Katania and Shimoff, um, you know, were very, very close friends and colleagues. And um, they often would put little skits on between the two of them. Um, and so this was one of the skits that they did. 
Um, and then when they, the pigeon learned the conditional discrimination, it kind of ruined the skit. So um, Catania needed to fix that as did Shimoff. So that is what happened there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about identity versus oddity matching. Um, loved some of the examples of identity matching. Two of my favorites were um, getting a nail design in a nail salon, because I certainly have done that. And um, oddity matching, my favorite was, is that um, make sure when you um, get a dress to wear to a wedding that you are not getting one that looks better than the bride or the bridesmaids. So um, love those two examples. Identity matching is matching to sample. Um, it is basically you're matching A to A. It's reflexivity. Um, if you are matching identical things, um, socks, if you're matching um, spoons to spoons, forks to forks, um, anytime that you are filing things that are identical, um, let's say, you know, you're trying to put all of your stuff in, you know, all of your envelopes that are scattered around the house in one place. That's identity matching. Oddity matching. Um, I think of the old song, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. That's oddity matching. Oddity matching is picking out the thing that doesn't belong in the class. Okay, so that's the difference between the two of those. Um, most of you got reflexivity. Most of you got symmetry. Symmetry is if A equals B, then B equals A. Okay, so that is um, symmetry. Reflexivity, again, is that matching identical to identical. Um, where y'all kind of got a little bit tripped up is what transitivity is. And I think that might be because Sidman might have explained it um, a little bit strangely. Um, so what transitivity means is that you are looking to see if you've ta taught A equals B and you've taught B equals C, will A equals C emerge without training? So you are not training A equals C and that is very, 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 very um, important. Okay, so that is, these are the relationships that emerge without training. And really only um, humans and occasionally they've shown it with dolphins um, engage in this transitive behavior. Okay, um, relational framing. Uh, so a lot of you did the RFT exercise, so you probably get this a little bit better now. Um, but what's the difference between equivalence and relational framing? Um, this is a little controversial, so I will say that um, there are some people in the older guard who um, say nothing is different. We, we don't know what you're talking about. Um, but typically those of us who are kind of more in the RFT camp will say that the real difference between RFT are two things. The first is that... Um, the members of the class do not have to be equal. So A does not have to equal B and B does not have to equal C. A can be greater than C, um, B can be less than C, um, all those things can go together. The other thing is that you're putting these um, classes into networks and that one stimulus or one, um, yeah, one stimulus um, can be a member of multiple networks. So if you think of a ball, so um, 
you've got, you know, big ones, you've got small ones, you've got all kinds of, of different balls, and that forms one class. And then you have the class of footballs. Okay, and those, and you have a class of footballs, you have a class of basketballs, you have a class of soccer balls um, that are sometimes of different sizes or colors or, you know, um, textures. And so these two overlap with each other. Um, I think I gave this example last week of if Sally is, um, if Sally is Frank's brother, Frank's sister, sorry, let's try that one, one more time. If Sally is Frank's sister, okay, and Jim is Sally's grandfather, we can then infer without training that Frank is Jim's grandson. They're not equal to each other, but that's what the networks work, right? That's how the networks work here, okay? So that's a, that is what arbitrarily applicable relational framing means. It doesn't have to have formal properties. They don't have to look alike, don't have to sound alike. They don't have to be alike in any way, shape, or form. They just kind of hang together in that class based upon their reinforcers. Most of you got the matching law and choice thing, but most of you kind of kept it really high level. Um, think about it this way, that our general world is full of interlocking contingencies. So if you think of kind of, you know, our relational networks, but also the contingencies that maintain them in kind of a fiber optic network where, um, things are always connecting to each other and data are moving backwards and forwards and all kinds of different places. And if you think of the data that go through a fiber optic network, they're not really things per se. Um, it's more that energy is going back and forth. So that's what these kind of contingencies are like. So in the real world, we don't operate on VI, FR, CRF schedules. What we do is that we operate on a number of different schedules at once. Sometimes those are chained, so one will then beget another. Sometimes they're tandem, so that we can choose between a couple of them. And so um, to bring that down a little bit, um, if you have two different schedules in place at the same time, um, the matching law then applies. So let's say you have, um, I'll use kind of the one that uh, was taught to me way back in the day. Um, my, uh, my mentor used uh, beer, but I'm going to go with cookies because uh, I think that's a little bit better. So let's say that you are a huge fan of Oreos, okay? Oreos are highly reinforcing. And remember that, you know, being a fan doesn't necessarily mean they're reinforcing, but go with me here. Um, so buying Oreos is reinforcing because you will consume the whole bag on the way home. And so you have two different places where you can get Oreos. You can get them at the giant that you always go to where they are $3.49, or you can get the same type of Oreo at Aldi for $1.50. Where are you gonna go? You're, it depends, right? Um, if the Aldi brand is usually kind of a knockoff, so um, the reinforcing quality might be higher at the giant, so you're willing to pay more money for that, um, or, they may taste the same to you, 
And so um, that lower price is more reinforcing. And so you make that choice. So the we allocate our behavior for the most part, not always, um, to the condition that that maximizes reinforcement. That is matching law, basically. Um, and that is where choice comes in. Um, and I just want to um, end because um, that's pretty much it for feedback. There were no questions. Um, I do want to say that um, I enjoyed some of your humorous um, yeah, examples and ideas. Uh, I think that kind of stuff started to come out a little bit later in the term. Um, but, you know, the fact that you were able to find these really interesting examples um, speaks to your growth, this term, um, that, you know, this isn't just therapy, that, you know, this is all around us. And so, um, you know, look really kind of, you know, if you get a chance, take the weekend to kind of reflect on where you've been and where you're going, because, um, boy, y'all rocked it. Um, and even if your grades were a little lower than they usually are, um, don't necessarily take that as a failure because, um, a lot of you put a lot of hard work into this and to see your products get better and better over time was really nice. All right, so um, have a great semester. What I'm gonna do is on Tuesday, I will be um, clearing things out, um, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then I will be posting your grades to Blackboard and Patriot Web, um, most likely by Wednesday. So um, look out for more announcements from me and have a great weekend, and hopefully I will have you in another class. Take care. <laughs>